You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade. Joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer, and we are two writers who got started covering the Chargers over five seasons ago, doing our own Facebook Live show, Chargers Domination Live. I write for the LA Football Network, and this is our fourth season as the host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. What's up, guys? Welcome to the first week of football. The Chargers play a game this weekend, so this is the first game week that we get to talk about, and we actually weren't actually supposed to do a show today, but... It's Labor Day, the season's about to begin, so we couldn't stop ourselves from getting on here and talking about this upcoming year. And we're going to start it off with a bang because we're going to be getting into some breakout candidates for the Chargers going into this season. Superfan Zach called in and had a good voicemail about it, and we were planning on doing that anyway, so it all worked out. And then in segments two and three, we have some more voicemails to get into, and we have some more really good ones and things I'm glad we get to talk about. We'll talk about the raw emotions of the cut deadline and how some of you guys reacted to seeing T. Billy get cut. We'll also talk about the Chargers focusing on special teams. And then later on in the show, we'll talk about why no one considers the Chargers maybe some AFC favorites or maybe favorites to go to the Super Bowl or why no one kind of talks about them in that air. And also just talk about the fact that the Chargers seem to have much more talent on their practice squad than they've had in years past. So, Before we get started, I do need to tell you guys to check out right now the Ultimate NFL Season Preview that's going on right now through September 8th. So make sure you guys follow the Ultimate Season Preview 2021 feed on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast so you guys can get Odyssey's NFL experts Ross Tucker and Jason Locke and Fora taking you through every team and every division. So make sure you guys tune into that so you guys can get ready for this upcoming season that starts this week. All right, David. Well, we do have to shout out Zach because he is a super fan of ours. We love hearing the voicemails and things from Zach. So, Zach, happy birthday. It's going to be your birthday as this show comes out. We always appreciate you asking questions and bringing some content to the show. And you brought a good one this week about some breakout candidates. So, let's hear what Superfan Zach from Florida has for us this week. Hey, guys. Zach from Florida here. So, now that we know the 53-man roster, who is a player on offense and a player on defense that you think could break out? For offense, I think it could be Parham. Because of his size and his structure with the team, I could see him getting a good amount of red zone targets and touchdowns. And on the defensive side, I'm going to say Kaiser White. His contract ends after this season, and if he puts out a great season, I think he could be brought back in the offseason. So would love to know your picks and bolt up. All right, David, well, this worked out perfect because this is something we wanted to get into last week with the season previews. Now we have a chance to get into it this week with the season officially starting this Sunday against the Washington football team, 10 a.m. game Pacific time. We're going to start to see who's going to break out this season, right? This is where it begins. I don't dislike those picks from you, Zach. I mean, Kazir White, I think he's had a really impressive preseason, really impressive training camp. He looks ready to break out. How many snaps will he be getting? Will he be sharing with Drew Tranquil? Those are all questions we have, but I really like the way he's played. And Donald Parham is a guy who could be going into a much bigger role this season offensively, being the clear backup to Jared Cook this year. And I think obviously getting those red zone targets that you talked about. David, let's start with the offensive side of things for us. 
Who are you going with for your breakout candidate on offense for the Chargers in 2021? The Chargers offense has a lot of really established stars already. Guys like Keenan Allen, guys like Austin Eckler, even you could say Mike Williams, and and I would also throw Jared Cook into that situation. A lot of already established guys, but that's why I'm looking at a rookie for my breakout player, and that's Larry Roundtree the third. The reason why I picked Larry Roundtree is because I love the way he runs, and he's shown that track record of success, and there is a niche spot for what his skill set brings to the table. So in college, Larry Roundtree had two seasons of 10-plus rushing touchdowns. This is a guy who knows how to get into the end zone. He was used a lot in that goal-to-go situation in that red zone, in that gold zone, if you will, and he had a lot of success getting into the end zone and scoring those touchdowns. The first reason why I think he's going to have a great season is because he's going to be running behind a much-improved, much bigger offensive line, a much more physical unit, a much more experienced unit, That's why he's going to have a lot more success. He's already shown some good decisiveness in the preseason, and I think he has the ability to really explode through those. And the Chargers had very little success running the ball in those situations, so he's going to be given those opportunities to score in those you know five and under yard situations. I expect a big season out of Larry Roundtree. I think there's a lot of prospects and reasons why you should be excited that he is a breakout candidate for this offense. Well, I think the other thing for him, too, is the opportunity. It seems like he will have a role early on for the Chargers, and that's the number one thing you can look for, right, when you're trying to think of a breakout candidate is they have to be able to be on the field. They have to be able to make their impact that way. Exactly. He has a very clear role to them. I mean, especially with Justin Jackson having lingering injury issues, right? He has a clear chance to be that next guy up if something happens to Justin Jackson as well as getting those short yardage carries. I do think that's something that you have to take into account with Larry Roundtree even coming in as a rookie as a potential breakout candidate. I don't hate that call. I'm going to go with another rookie, and I think it's hard because, I mean, Rashawn Slater, I think, could be a breakout candidate too, right? Definitely. That's not a sexy pick, but you're looking at a lot of guys like Keenan Allen can't really break out. I'm not sure if I'm sold on a Mike Williams breakout season because he's had Big seasons before, right, but hasn't put it all together. At one point, this could have been Tyron Johnson and probably would have been Tyron Johnson for me had things gone differently for him so far during this offseason. So this is a very hard decision to make. I'm going to go with Josh Palmer, though, because Josh Palmer, I think, has exceeded everyone's expectations. And it's only been preseason and training camp and all those things, but he looked like he's belonged every step of the way, no matter who he's going up against. So that's somebody that I think could have a breakout season, and there's also some precedent for it. I mean, you have Justin Jefferson last year, obviously, competed with Herbert for Rookie of the Year, but then you have a Terry McLaurin in 2019 as a third-round pick, one pick difference from Josh Palmer. He was the 76th pick. Palmer ended up being the 77th pick. Also, a second-round pick from that year had a pretty good rookie season, A.J. Brown. And you keep going back in history, and there's guys like this that pop up Yeah, they're first-round picks, but DJ Moore, Calvin Ridley came on the scene as late first-round picks their rookie seasons. You go back to 2017, a first-round pick, and Juju Smith-Schuster goes 58 catches, 7 touchdowns, over 900 yards. And he was a first-round pick, too, but then Cooper Cup, the 69th overall pick that year, also has almost 900 yards and 5 touchdowns with 62 catches as well. So there is a precedent for it. I absolutely think he could break out, David. I agree with you, and I think... With Josh Palmer as a guy, when he got drafted by the Chargers, a lot of Charger fans were going, 
who the hell is this guy and why the hell did the Chargers select him? It just didn't really fit at that point. But then you see him on the field and you see him making these great catches, running these smooth routes, showing some good speed, some good physicality, uh, some good, some ability to jump up over defenders. He's a guy who's really going to be a great asset, a, a guy you feel really good about being on the football field and catching some balls for you when you need it. Injuries happen in the NFL Mike Williams has had some injury issues that unfortunately has plagued him in his career. So Josh Palmer very well could see some opportunities on the football field. I love that pick. I think that's a great one. I think moving over to the defensive side, for me, this one I think is going to be a little controversial. And I even struggled with the decision myself. It's Jerry Tillery. And I know you're probably thinking to yourself, really? You think it's going to be Jerry Tillery? What has he shown you? He's shown me those flashes, Daniel. He showed me those flashes of dominance, even in college where he had some games where he just completely wrecked them and completely just took over. His best season was 30 tackles, nine and a half tackles for loss and eight sacks in his senior year. I do think that's a possibility. And some reasons why I think that is a possibility is that he's going to have some better edge rushers on the outside. I think Joey, Joey Bosa, obviously, you know what you're going to get from him, but I love what I've seen from Kyler Fackrell. And I think he's a good rushing mate, a good young rushing mate to pair with Joey Bosa. And of course, Uchenin Wosu, you know what he can bring to the table. I like to see a little bit more from him, but he could, if he plays to his potential, that's really going to help Jerry Tillery in the middle. Also, the way this defense is structured, he's going to have more one-on-one opportunities, and that's what all the players have been talking about. I think he could really take advantage of more of those one-on-one opportunities. He needs to eliminate the stupid penalties, and he needs to be a little bit stouter against the run, but I do see some reasons why Jerry Tillery could be a breakout defender for the Chargers. Jerry Tillery is a hard one, too, just because with him, I'm pretty sure I picked him last year, right? Him and Nazir Adderley, I was reluctant just because both we of those both guys. We both loved him. Yeah, for sure. I mean, had the potential to do this last year, and they didn't. So do you go with them again? I mean, I think with Jerry Tillery, here's the downside of it. With Jerry Tillery, he hasn't been able to hold up against the run full-time, right? That's been an issue. He's had the dumb penalties. Has shown, you know, flashes, but, like, that's the thing even with him in college. Like, he had the eight sacks in a season, but four of them came in one game, right? So there was some inconsistency there for the rest of the season. But look what the defensive tackles and the defensive linemen did in the preseason. Even the lesser guys, the Forrest Merrills, even though he's not really, you know, you get it. But the Braden Fajokos, Cortez Broughton, like a lot of those guys are flashing. Christian Covington. And part of that is because what Brandon Staley's defense does. So I think that's the argument for it, right? He's going to get put in better positions to succeed. Brandon Staley probably knows better what his weaknesses are. And we'll try to, you know, work around that more than Gus Bradley did in the past. I think those are all reasons to think that it could happen for Jerry Taylor. And the Chargers need it to happen for him. But I would do well get into mine real quick. I'm going to say Kenneth Murray because Kenneth Murray did have 100 tackles, you know, over 100 tackles last year. Had an oppressive season in a lot of ways. Had a really struggling season in a lot of ways, too. I mean, there were some certain things he struggled with as a rookie. And he's talked about, you know, not being comfortable in the defense and all of those things. But I also don't think they were getting him in the right positions to do what he does well, because just naturally, as far as his gifts, he has things that other guys just don't have. So using him in the best way possible is, I think, something that Brandon Staley is going to do better than the previous regime. And what I think that's going to turn into is more one-on-one opportunities, like you've seen, you know, Nick Neiman get a ton of in the preseason in this new defense, right? Just getting one-on-one opportunities with running backs, Kenneth Murray excels in those roles, and he's going to be able to have those opportunities and is a very sure tackler. Those are all reasons I think he could have a breakout season 
in 2021. That and also blitzing more, using him as a pass yes. rusher. That's something that I think is going to shoot up. I mean, I'm thinking four or five sacks for him this season. Coming up from one last year, right? And only a handful of blitzes. So that's something that I think will absolutely give him the chance, right? He'll have the opportunity to break out this year. And we'll see if he does. And that's something I think to be excited about. I think he has a more clear path to snaps with potentially Kazir White and Drew Tranquil battling it out to see who's out there with him. So a lot to look forward to defensively, I think, for this team. But a lot of players you're going to have to see break out because there's really only two guys that have been consistently awesome when they're out there. Joey Bosa, Derwin James. The rest of the guys have some question marks. So you need some guys to break out on that side of the ball this year under Brandon Staley. And we have some more voicemails to get into. So coming up right after this, we're going to get into some voicemails, some initial reactions to right after the Chargers cut down to 53 men and Tyron Johnson, Trey Pipkins, all of that. And also get into the Chargers focusing more on special teams with their roster construction in 2021. We're going to get into that coming up right after this. But before we get into that, I need to tell you guys about something really cool we have going on right now with runyourpool.com. Basically, what they do is they put together pools for your company, your family and friends, all of those things that you would do on a weekly or season basis. Normally, they'll put it together for you. They'll give you a website to go to to keep track of all of your picks. Then we're doing one for this podcast. I put out a link on Twitter. I'm going to post it to all of the other social media tomorrow, as well as it's on my personal page and David's page. But we're going to do a pick em this season where we're going to pick games every week, us and the fans, if you guys join in this week. And the winner of it is going to get a free Chargers jersey. So make sure you guys go check that out. It's at runyourpool.com. They do all sorts of stuff. We're doing pick them, but they also do survivor pools as well and all sorts of different contests. So make sure you guys check them out. And if you guys want to do your own thing, aside from us, we even have a promo for you guys to save you some money. If you check them out today, you can get $10 off at runyourpool.com slash locked on. So make sure you guys check it out. Make sure you join us because we want to pick some games against you. We're really excited about it. And hey, a free Chargers jersey is on the line. So I'm kind of hoping I win it for myself. Maybe I'll give it away. I don't know what I'm going to do with it yet. But make sure you guys check it out. That's runyourpool.com slash lockdown for the promo code to save yourself some money too. Hopefully we can get you guys on there and we'll be competing this season to see who wins that jersey. But I also need to tell you guys about our official betting sponsor, and that's betonline.ag. Let's be honest, guys. Football is the best time of the year to get in on the betting action. I mean, it's my favorite sport by far to bet on. I mean, you have the props. You can live in-game bet. You have the futures to bet on who's going to win the Super Bowl and those things, which are obviously constantly changing. Justin Herbert has some good odds to win MVP. I mean, right now is the best time, guys, and the only place that we trust is betonline.ag. Online's the biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest right now at Bet Online, Or you guys can take advantage of their opening day super promo where if you guys bet on the first game against the Dallas Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Thursday Night Football, you can be refunded up to $25 back on your bet for new customers when signing up and using the promo code NFL 100. And if you guys want to, you can also bet on classic Vegas games as well if you want to play a little bit of blackjack. You can do that as well at BetOnline. Right now is the best time, guys, and we can even give you guys some free money to play with. If you head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today, you can receive a 100% welcome bonus with the promo code Locked On. That's promo code Locked On, all caps, one word at Bet Online. Your online sportsbook experts. All right, David. Well, it's time to get back into these voicemails here, and we had a lot of good ones. So let's go ahead and get into it, and let's start here with. Barnaby calling in from the 805 and this is a really good one to me just because I think it really tells the story of how a lot of people felt right after the cut down dead to get to the 53-man roster when your roster hopefuls all got cut away so 
Let's hear what Barnaby from the 805 has for us this week. What up, fellas? It's Barnaby from the 805. Um, honestly, just feeling very sick to my stomach at the news that T-Billy was cut and that Trey Pipkins is still on the roster right now. I don't know what it's going to take to get rid of Trey Pipkins, man. I mean, it's just so abundantly clear that he does not belong in the NFL. We've been talking about this for years, and to watch his preseason was embarrassing. I mean, embarrassing. He never made it to Division One. He doesn't belong in the NFL, in my opinion. What is it going to take to get rid of this guy? I feel like if Tom Telesco is there, we are always going to have Trey Pipkins. I hope that T. Billy, if he doesn't get a practice squad, that he moves on and does bigger and better things because, man, that guy has got talent that is off the charts. He is a real true talent. So I wish him the best wherever the heck he goes. All right, man, I'm still optimistic. I think we're going to have a great year, um, but not if Trey Pipkins is protecting Herbert. Peace. I mean, that's definitely harsh on Trey Pipkins. I mean, you brought a goddamn flamethrower into this thing to Trey Pipkins. I don't know if he deserved all that, but I totally understand being frustrated when you've seen someone who's had success in this team not make it, and then a guy who we've never seen succeed with this team make the team. And I think that's where a lot of the frustration comes from, David. And I mean, we know that Trey Pipkins has had a really tough time, and even against you know second and third string guys, it didn't seem like it improved this year. The two roster spots are interchangeable, right? Just because if they would have dropped Trey Pipkins, it doesn't mean they would have kept Tyron Johnson, right? Because they wanted nine offensive linemen. They wanted the tackle depth. But at the same time, I'm not even joking when I say like my ideal tackles for how it would work with this team at right tackle would be Brian Bulaga. And then after that, probably Matt Filer, but I know they don't want to do that. After that, it would be Storm Norton probably. And then after that, it gets dicey, but I'd probably go Brendan Hymas. And then maybe after that, I would get to Trey Pipkins. But we know that it's been a struggle for him, David. And I just think that this has probably more to do with just the fact that Tyron Johnson gets let go too. But I definitely understand the frustration and all those emotions that are going on, especially right after you see the cuts. I get it too. I understand it's been frustrating watching Trey Pipkins. But let's remember, guys, Trey Pipkins is a human being, right? He's doing the best that he can out there. He hasn't had a lot of success with the Chargers. But the only thing we can do now is hope that this new coaching staff can work with him to get him to play better than he has shown thus far. That's all we can hope for. Yeah, and with T. Billy, I mean, it was, I think, validating a little bit just to see him get picked up so early on the waivers, right, the number one waiver claim out there. And we're definitely hoping for the best. But as far as the Tom Telesco, he'll be here. That means Trey Pippins is going to be here. You do have to wonder how much that is playing a part of it, you know, not wanting to give up on Trey Pipkins. And I think a lot of fans have that same frustration when you see the guy continue to go out there and struggle. They don't have a lot of better options, but like I said, the offensive line rebuild is going to be more than a one-off season process. They got Rome a lot wasn't done. built in a day, Daniel. Yeah, I mean, and that Chargers bad offensive line was misbuilt, you know, over a lot of years as well. But let's get to another voicemail here, and let's get to Bob from New Jersey who's calling in who loves special teams. Let's hear what he has for us. Hey, how you doing, guys? It's uh, Bob from New Jersey. Just a quick comment on the roster. I love the fact that they are making special teams a priority. I think that's great, much needed. A little concerned, though, about the depth at corner. Uh, they brought guys in like you know Ryan Smith, and they kept Keegan Hall, and they just signed that other guy. Uh, I forget his name, but uh, just picked him up the other day. And these guys all sound like they're more specialists than they are corners or defensive backs in general. So right now, I think it's Tavon Campbell is, is the only backup corner at this point, and, you know, true corner. 
I guess you would say. So they also don't have any corners on the practice squad, which I thought was very interesting. So just wondering what your thoughts were there. I'd love to see him pick somebody up, at least in the practice squad, so they have some depth at corner. One other comment, don't sleep on my boy Storm Norton. I watched uh, the preseason games and kept an eye on him. He actually looked like he held his own, so I'm okay with him. I agree with you guys. I think Pipkins, I'd be shocked if he's on the roster for game one. I think they'll probably scour the waiver wire and bring somebody else in in his place. That's about it. Thanks, and go Bolts. I think you bring up a couple of great points. I mean, we've talked about how special teams obviously is a big deal for this team, right? At least they're taking it very seriously, seemingly. And I, another guy I believe you're talking about is Trey Marshall, the guy they picked up on waivers from the Broncos. They do have a lot of guys who are just more specialists than they are corners. Ryan Smith is that way. Obviously, Kamon Hall, before they waived him to bring back Ryan Smith, was more for that too. And Brandon Staley said that was part of the reason he ended up on the team instead of Brandon Faison. But it is really refreshing, David, to see these roster spots Instead of going with maybe the fifth best corner, right, they're going with the four best corners and the best special teams players. So I do think that is an encouraging sign for the special teams unit, even though we haven't seen them fix everything at this point. Special teams get slept on, Daniel. They bring in players specifically to play offense. They bring in players to play specifically on defense. So why can't they bring in players to impact on special teams? They should. They should do that. So especially after the year that they had last year, that special teams unit was atrocious. They cannot do that again. So seeing the point of emphasis on bringing in guys that can specifically impact that unit, I think it's important. It's a step in the right direction. And hopefully Darius Swinton can use these new players to improve this unit. And the only way they can go is up because they've been the worst in the NFL. And we've seen that in multiple different seasons. I mean, it seems to be something that's plagued them, but I do think, with them going to a new coach in this scenario is going to help them a lot. And just how detail-oriented this new coaching staff is. I mean, it might not get off to the best start, but I think when things are all said and done, you're going to get an improvement from that group. And I think that's something to be excited about because they could potentially get up to average or maybe slightly above average, and that would be a huge bonus. But we do have another segment we do have to get into because we have some more great voicemails. And so next we're going to talk about Why aren't the Chargers being considered a team that could potentially upset the Chiefs in the AFC West, potentially make a deep run in the playoffs? And we'll also talk about the practice squad and why it might be much more talented than some of the practice squads that we've seen in years past. And we're going to get into that coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys about one of the best news services out there, and that is Direct TV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live. Another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you guys a simpler way to get all of the entertainment that you love without the hassle, and a great way to get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. I also need to tell you guys about my favorite protein bar, and I'm talking about Built Bars. Built Bars are one of the best protein bars out there. I mean, for me, they're my personal favorite, and I think one of the things I love the most about Built Bars is that they have so many different flavors to choose from. So you're not going to get tired of having the same thing every day and eating, you know, oats and honey or something like that every single day. You have so many great flavors 
One of my favorites is peanut butter brownie. There's also cookies and cream, salted caramel, coconut almond. We have a lot of coconut lovers in the Lockdown NFL host group chat. I'll tell you that right now. It's a constant battle. But with Built Bar, you can have something that tastes great. It's 100% covered in chocolate and soft and easy to chew while not having to feel guilty about it because it's going to fit in your diet. Most of the bars have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, and only 4 grams of sugar and 4 grams of net carbs. But it doesn't mean anything right unless it tastes great, and that's obviously my favorite part about Bilt Bar is they all just taste so good so you can have that snack to get you through your day and power you through while having something that tastes great. And we can even save you guys some money because if you go to BiltBar.com, you can use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BiltBar.com. All right, David, well, we have a couple more voicemails to get into here. Thank you guys again for calling into the show. I should have said this earlier, but if you want to call into the Locked On Chargers voicemail line, the number is 323-524-7924. We try to get every Chargers voicemail played on the show, but you guys are always bringing us good content, and we really appreciate that. So let's get back into it here, David, with Brian, who's calling in, or a.k.a. Big Red Bolts fan from Twitter. Let's see what he has for us. Hey guys, this is uh, Brian, aka Big Red Bolts fan, and I uh, just wanted to call to comment on uh, you know the uh, roster cuts and uh, still still shaking my head over it, but uh, especially um, considering uh, T Billy was the number one overall pick in the waiver wire draft, so I'm not happy to see that. But um, you know, I think it's a good uh, situation for him. He'll probably be a number one or number two over there in Jacksonville, so good for him there. But um, you know, and then the more I look at it, um, looking at who we've signed uh, to the practice squad, and boy, do we have some talent there. Um, so our first team offense and, and defense are going to get some pretty good looks. I mean, we got Darius Bradwell, uh, Joe Reed. He's talented, hasn't shown anything. Uh, you know, Ryan Hunter, uh, Braden. Oh, God, that hurt my heart when he got cut. You know, Cole Christensen, Amike Igbuli. Uh, we do have a lot of talent that just shows uh, how talented uh, we were on the roster overall and what a tough decision it was. So just want to hear what your take on that is. And, uh, hey, guys, keep up the good work. This is a great show. Um, and go Bolts. Definitely a lot of upset people about T-Billy, and I absolutely understand it because I thought he was poised to have a good year. But we still have to kind of trust Brandon Staley a little bit, right? We're going to have to have faith that he built this roster the way he wanted to and that it made the most sense to have someone in K.J. Hill who he trusts back there as a punt returner as long as he doesn't get content, you know, if it doesn't actually end up working out. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. And if he really was buried on the depth chart as like the fifth receiver for the Chargers, we don't know exactly how much he was going to get on the field. But I would say just the main thing is I just think he's a better receiver then Jalen Guyton, right? I think he runs a little bit better routes. Even if they're about the same speed, I think that Tyron Johnson has much better hands. I think that's where a lot of the anger, you know, kind of came from with the Tyron Johnson cut. But I also think you make a good point about the practice squad. And David, we've talked about it a little bit. You see names of guys on here. I mean, a lot of these guys have spent time on the Chargers roster and would have been the back end of the Chargers roster a lot of years. And now you're looking at guys like Darius Bradwell, Braden Fehoko, Mekeg, Boule, Cole Christensen, these guys have all had time on this team. Joe Reed is another one. And now your team is talented enough where you can't even fit some of these talented guys or at least guys that you have time to now go develop and work with more on the actual roster. Well, the practice squad is really for two reasons. One, you want to have a scout team out there that can really try to mimic your the opponent that you're going to play against. And you need some talented guys to do that. But you also 
The second reason is you need to have guys that can really, if they're called upon, they can come in and they can play adequately. And I think in the past few years, you haven't really felt great about that. I think this cut was really difficult. There's some really, honestly, some talented players on this unit. Guys like we love, like Forrest Merrill and Brandon Faison, who has some potential, who hasn't really played too well. But even Austin Prohl, a guy who we thought was going to make the roster for sure. Guys that we think that can come in and help this team if they're called upon. And certainly they will be at some point this season. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Brandon Faison was a key reserve player for the Chargers last year. And they decided to take a chance on Tavon Campbell instead, right? I mean, I do think there could be some issues there with just the depth that guys who actually want to go out there and play corner, right? You don't necessarily trust Ryan Smith as a corner, as a defensive player, but you love his upside, obviously, as a special teams ace. But they're obviously showing a lot of trust in those guys. And if, you know, injuries happen or whatever, you have other guys who run ingrained in the system on the practice squad. That would have been your first choice in other years. But now we're getting pushed all the way there just because the Chargers do have a very talented roster. So I definitely think there's something to that. And I thought Braden Fehoko was a guy who was going to make the team. I thought Forrest Merrill was a guy that was going to stay on the team when he ended up making the initial 53-man roster. So I do think this is a more talented practice squad unit than we've seen in the past, even though there are some issues with the Chargers at depth. I don't love their depth at corner on the practice squad or at, you know on the offensive line. Nothing to really love. I understand the Ryan Hunter thing. I had him, you know, in one of my early predictions. But at the same time, I think for the most part, it is a more talented squad down there right now. But we do have one more to get into here. So let's hear what mega fan Mark has for us this week about the Chargers and their contention in the AFC. Hey, guys. Mega fan Mark here. Hey, guys. Take on the team overall and the outlook for this upcoming season. We hear so many comments from different um, people in the media about how stacked the roster is and how talented the Bolts are and everything, but you just don't hear very many people giving them any kind of a chance to be the best team in the AFC or win the Super Bowl. It's almost like, uh, yeah, this team would be doing good if they made the playoffs as a wild card. So in your opinion, what is it that the Bolts are lacking that's keeping them from being in that conversation of, uh, at the very least, taking over the AFC West crown from the Chiefs, let alone making a deep run in the playoffs and making it to the Super Bowl. Thanks, guys, and go Bulls. I mean, this is a good question just because I do think that you always hear the Chargers as, you know, the dark horse candidates, David, and things like that. And we talk about it all the time, but it's hard to really fully trust them because they've had talented rosters in the past and it hasn't worked out, right? And I think that's the reason that they're not – getting the respect that maybe they deserve and why you're not hearing them on like national news stations, you know, and media giving them the hype that potentially some of the fans think they could do when they see some of the really good players the Chargers have. Well, I just also think there's a lot of new with this team. You have a new head coach. You have a new offense. You have a new offensive coordinator. You have a completely new defense. You have a new special teams coordinator. So there's a lot of change. And in the NFL, these guys need time to gel, and you don't know how quickly they're going to be able to come together and perform as a unit. Football is really a team sport. In other sports, you could have some superstars that could carry you through certain points. And I'm sure that's true to a degree in football, but it's much of a lesser degree because of how much of a team-oriented sport it is. So with the Chargers, they have a lot of great players, but a lot of new, too. So I think you have to see... 
everything come together and see what that looks like before you feel really comfortable about the prospects of the Chargers this season. Yeah, and I get that. I mean, I think that there is reason to be hesitant. And you're saying, you know, what is the reason they can't upset the Chiefs? I mean, I think with a team like the Chargers, especially with a new head coach, you have to go see it to believe it kind of thing. You know, you look at Sean McDermott, a really good head coach for the Buffalo Bills who took over over there. I mean, it took him a couple years, even though he's a really good head coach, to get that roster built the way that he wanted it right, to get the right pieces in place. I think the Chargers are a year away from serious contention. I think there's still some things that they could do to solidify this roster, especially with the depth and the overall talent as well. But I think you like this most recent draft class. And if it keeps going in this trajectory, if they bring in another super impressive draft class now, who's going to get cut next year, right? Maybe even some more impact players who could get replaced by younger guys who have more talent or are showing out better because they're Brandon Staley's guys, right? We don't know what that's going to look like yet. But it is a process. You have to let that process kind of go through. So I think the Chargers could surprise a lot of people this year. But I think there are questions on special teams, you know, with the kicker especially in coverage. I think you have questions about some depth at some really important positions, especially along the offensive line. And I think those are all things that can come back and haunt you. I mean, the Kansas City Chiefs went into the year last year with a really good offensive line. It fell apart. They didn't have the right depth when it got to the Super Bowl. And you saw the way it looked for them. So Those are the kind of things I think could hold them back a little bit. And I think it's all things that can improve going forward. But I still think the Chargers will be a borderline playoff team in 2021, like a lot of people are probably calling them. But I do think that's probably some of the reason why you can, you know, get scared that especially with that turnover, not just with the coaches, but with the players. I mean, I think it's 20 something new players on this roster than from last season. That's a ton of turnover. It might take it a second for it to go together. That might represent itself in a slow start to the season. We don't know how that's all going to manifest itself. It's express itself, Daniel. Yeah, Come on now. Yeah. Express it. I mean, I feel like he says manifest too, but yeah, it's definitely express itself <laughs> with Brandon Staley. We don't know how it's going to express itself. We're going to find out really quickly because they also are going to be relying on a lot of really young players. If it's not starting spots like Asante Samuel Jr. or Rashawn Slater, it's key special teams roles, right? And I think, Those are things that you can't overlook, and I think that's something that they're focused on trying to get better at. But I do think the Chargers will surprise some people in the AFC, but I do think they're probably a year away from being serious contenders in the AFC and a serious contender to upset the Kansas City Chiefs. I think they need another season. But I do think they're young. They're very talented. If things break the right way, you could see a special season from the Chargers, and I don't think that's a super hot take. I mean, we all know how good some of these players are, especially – when they're able to stay out on the field, if they can do it all at the same time, Chargers have a chance to be good this season. And I mean, really good potentially, but we have to wait and see because there's a lot of moving you know, pieces here, David. There's a lot of factors that could determine it, but that is going to wrap things up for today's show. Make sure you guys go check out on our social media and go check out the pick em pool we're doing to win a Chargers jersey. We want to get a lot of people on there picking games to see who really is the best So check that out on Twitter from RunYourPool.com. We're excited to do that with you guys and give away a free jersey as well. But that is going to do it for today's show. We have a lot in store for you guys this week. Later on in the week, we'll definitely be previewing the game coming up and talking about some matchups and things like that. But we're also going to try to get some big guests. We were supposed to have a big guest today, but trust me, guys, we're out there trying to get them on the show. And we will have some guests for you guys to preview this upcoming season and really bring some great content to you guys. But until then... Make sure to follow the show wherever you get your podcast from, whether that's Apple Podcasts, 
Google Podcasts, Spotify, or the new Odyssey app, and rate and review the show if you like the show as well, if, if you're able to on that platform. You can also find the show every day to make sure that you don't miss it on all of our social media. You can find me on Twitter at DanTalkSports. You can find David on Twitter at DroTalkSD as well as the show's page at LockedOnLAC. We also have an at LockedOnChargers Instagram page and a LockedOnChargers Facebook page as well where we post all the shows all the time. If you guys want to get on the next voicemail show, the number there is 323-524-7924 and we try to get every Chargers voicemail played on the show. But we'll be back with you guys tomorrow with more getting you ready for the game coming up on Sunday. But until then, take it easy and go Bolts.